Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network, coming to you from the TeacherCast studios since 2011. Join us each week as we bring you the latest educational news, ed tech updates, and hottest interviews with today's most influential leaders in education. And now, for your host, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 70. Today, we're going to be talking about ways that we can help our teachers monitor what is happening in our classrooms using some great educational technology. We have a fantastic guest today who is a tech coach and librarian, and she is here to talk to us all about how she's using some specific tips and tactics in her classroom to help go from new teacher orientation all the way through graduation. You don't want to miss this podcast today. It is something for everybody, so stick around. And we want to say thank you to all of the tech coaches who joined us this week at our mastermind meeting. We had a fantastic series of two meetings as we do each and every month. And we were talking all about just this very topic. How can we push into our classrooms? How can we help our teachers not only learn how to use it, but get themselves in a position where they're asking you openly, how do I do more? Of course, more information on our mastermind program can be found over at teachercast.net slash mastermind. We've got a great blast. Black Friday sale coming up, so check it out this week, teachercast.net slash mastermind. You don't want to miss our December meetings. We've got some great topics coming up in December through 2020. If you want to check it out over at teachercast.net slash mastermind. Now, are you out there looking for ways to help monitor the technology in the room? Are you looking for that very special solution out there that you can bring into your school district that's going to give your teachers the peace of mind to know that whatever's happening in their classrooms, you as a district have them covered? You see, when technology teams plan for technology integration, it is crucial to think about how teachers will manage student device distractions during class. Dino's classroom management software empowers teachers to teach with technology by enabling real-time visibility of student activity to identify off-task behavior and redirect that behavior with blocking or messaging. Additionally, Dino enables teachers to create blocking plans, facilitate formative assessments, and view student history after the class. The Dino team understands that as a tech coach, the time you dedicate to PD and maximizing instructional minutes is invaluable. So their software helps you empower teachers to use devices in the classroom, ensuring your work as a tech coach is maximized. Dino defeats device distractions so you have the confidence that your time and investment in learning technology is reaching its full potential. Help empower your teachers to embrace technology integration, knowing that their students are on task during class with Dino. For more information, you can check out dino.com. That's D-Y-K-N-O-W.com. Now, this month, Dino is also giving listeners of the Ask the Tech Coach podcast a limited time free offer. Check it out today and claim yours at teachercast.net slash dino. That's teachercast.net slash D-Y-K-N-O-W. Now, my guest today is a librarian and a technology coach from the great 
St. Louis Catholic High School in Lake Charles, Louisiana. She began her journey in education in 1997, and she has an amazing story to tell us about her time as a Microsoft Innovative Educator. I want to bring on to the program today Miss Melanie Lejeune. Melanie, welcome to the program. I'm great. So happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Talk to us a little bit about what you're doing down in, in Louisiana. Well, I am a librarian and a technology coach uh, at a, a Catholic high school. We have about 600 students, ninth through 12th grade, and uh, we're in the southwestern part of the state. We uh, do have a one-to-one -one program. We've had it since 2012, um, and I've been the tech coach there for about six years, seven years, something like that. I'll kind of lose track. Um, and I've been back in the library for, this is my third year back into the library doing both. Now, I bet as a technology coach in a high school, you have some pretty good stories about working with teachers who might be a little reluctant to try some new things. Today, we're going to be talking all about ways that we can encourage those beginning teachers to start to kind of bring technology in and take those first steps. When you're working with a teacher who's kind of timid, what strategies do you bring? Just try to talk to them about just getting started um, with the basics and that it's not a race. Um, everything builds on, um, you know, the foundation that you set. So if you're using OneNote, for example, um, you know, you might just want to start by distributing work through Class Notebook. And then we'll get to the reviewing part when they are ready for that. Um, cause we, we don't want to, to overwhelm anyone. Now, when you say bring the basics, is that talking about the, the building blocks of applications? Is that talking about introducing maybe one or two applications for how to do it? Is it strategies for how to work in a classroom? I know we're going to talk about a lot of those things today, but where, where do you start? How do you start to have those tough conversations? Well, um, at our school, we have a new teacher training um, kind of program where before school starts, we meet with them uh, two days in a row, usually. Um, now, administration has some of that time as well, but I um, go over the basic programs that that everyone you know has to use so Moodle's our learning management system and uh, they learn you know what they need to do on Moodle and then um, we use Dino for monitoring so I just get them started with how to turn on Dino and um, we you know OneNote class notebook is huge um, at my school so I you know show them the basics of using a OneNote class notebook. So it's basically those those uh, foundational programs that set the, you know, the instruction for the rest of the year. Um, and that's that's what we that's where we start. And that's where so many tech coaches start, right? They start at the beginning of the year, new teacher orientation, getting people ready. And then it's getting to those kind of conversations that says, what do you see or what do you want to see when you walk into a classroom? So let me throw you the tough question here up at the top. When, when you say one-to-one -one program and when you think high school tech integration program, what does that look like when you walk into a classroom? What are you expecting to see a teacher do? Because clearly that doesn't mean tech 100% of the time. 
Right. Well, and that's the thing. It's not cookie cutter. Um, and so if you go into an English classroom, you're not going to see the same thing as you will see in a civics classroom. Um, it, and, and that's what we really try to stress. We have an instructional coach as well who does a really good job of, um, you know, uh, we, we work together to kind of get this point across to our teachers, but um, it's not about the technology. It's about what is going to enhance your objective. And sometimes that might be pencil and paper, um, but it's, you know, you might, you know, if you need to hear every student's voice, you're going to use Flipgrid. That's a great way to do that. If you need some instructional material just to see where students are, maybe you want to use Edpuzzle. Um, so or or a form you know in class notebook so it's just those kinds of things and it does you mentioned the word conversation it definitely takes uh time to talk to teachers or or that's some of the most important time is to see what do they need and and making uh your door open for them to come and, and let you know now I also find as a tech coach that it's those moments where you have to take a colleague, have those conversations that might be easy, that might be difficult, but when it comes to a teacher coming to us as tech coaches and saying, I need help, it's really about giving them the ability to be vulnerable, having them say, I need help with. Do you have any strategies or, or tricks that you might have up your sleeve of how do you go from really what would be considered two strangers walking into like new teacher orientation. And you had to break down some of those walls really quickly to convince them that this is the way that we're looking to have you be in the classroom. And this is how we see technology integration happening in your class space. Uh, one of the first things I tell them is that, you know, I don't know everything and, mm. and I'm still learning. And that's that's the point, right, is that we want to model um, always learning, always discovering um, and that, you know, they they are they are going to build, I keep using that, building blocks. They're going to build on what they know from, from teacher training, but it's when they're ready for that next step. And we do have some professional development that we do to kind of, you know, get them to that next step or, or to, um, you know, so that they don't have to wait because people get busy. And so if we wait for them to come to us, that's not going to work either. Um, so I think that's the main thing is that, you know, I tell them I still I do teach one class, um, a computer science class, and I, I tell the new teachers or any teacher that it's OK to tell your students, hey, you guys, we're going to try this. It might not work, but let's see what this does. And I I have never had um, high school students say Oh, well, this is stupid. They may think it, but they don't say it out loud. And I think that they, they like, you know, if you make it exciting, like, hey, we're going to try this new feature. Um, it kind of takes the pressure off. Like you don't have to be the sage on the stage. That is so true. And and. You know, that's why I'm excited to have you on here today, because you have the opportunity to not only work with your teachers, but you as an MIE expert um, have an opportunity to work with teachers really across the country and helping them shape their own schools and their own classrooms with this stuff. Now, we want you guys to share your adventures with us. If you're a tech coach out there and you have some tips and tricks of how to 
really encourage your teachers to take that first step. Uh, check us out on Twitter. We can find us, of course, at Ask the Tech Coach, or you can visit us at askthetechcoach.com and leave us a message. We would love to hear from you guys and be a part of our podcast each and every week. Now, Melanie, we are talking today all about those ways that we want to really help teachers monitor what's going on. I find that a lot of times it's not the willingness, it's that whole third dimension of, well, if I use this, how do I know? Many teachers say, I want to try something, but I'm afraid I might get in trouble. I'm afraid that if I go in a direction, it might backfire. And then, you know, what happens next? Will I look bad? Will the, will the students accept me if I take that step, as you mentioned, and not go somewhere? What kind of things are important for tech coaches to think about when it's, you know, all about monitoring that, that classroom, setting it up? for a digital space, and then taking that first step and showing that teacher, as you said, modeling, what should we be doing in that digital classroom as the lesson is happening? Well, I think first, we we don't want to be tethered to the front of the room. Yes. Um, we definitely, you know, and, and we have so many um, kind of, uh, we have so many programs that, that make that possible. Um, Dino's one of them. Um, what I really like about using Dino, and we've used it since we became a one-to-one -one school, is that if you just turn on the monitoring, that's all you have to do. And then you can go about the business of teaching because you can look at reports later to see what where your students were, if anyone was off task, or if they went to a website that maybe you didn't think about that um, you would want to use and share with other classes. Um, screen beam is another, you know, technology that helps you not be tethered to the classroom if you're projecting. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's a combination. I mean, we tell the, our, our teachers, it's not about policing the students. Um, and it's not that uh, programs like Dino are going to uh, make everything perfect. It's a combination of walking around as a teacher, doing those good teacher strategies, using those good teacher strategies that we've always used, but the technology just helps us m make us more effective. Well, let's, let's break that down a little bit here. I, I, we've been talking about Dino for the last few weeks and, and I do want to say thank you for, you know, to Dino for helping to make this show possible. We'll talk about it just for a few seconds here, but when it comes to really putting together what that classroom is, Dino is an application that is, uh, purchased by the school district, correct? And it is something that a teacher is then going to turn on in their classroom. And as you said, it helps monitor the devices, which gives the teachers that, that ease of use, comfort, and security knowing that whatever is happening in the classroom, the students are, for lack of a term, being monitored. Right. Um, and it's, it's, it's really... What I love about it, what it helps us do, especially in high school, is we want them to leave us and have good habits with technology. Um, so, for example, with freshmen, we might block because you can make blocking plans. We might our teachers may really block their freshmen, but then as juniors and seniors, they may just monitor and not utilize the blocking plan so much because we want them to learn how to self-regulate. That's so important because they're not going to have dyno with them when they go off to whatever, um, you know, higher education or career that they're going to. 
one of the things that we can do with apps like Dino is we want to be able to utilize that board up on front. And you had mentioned a few uh, things here. Maybe we can unpack a couple of these using things like OneNote, using things like Microsoft Teams. We're able to create a digital learning space where students can be working. And in real time, you're seeing all the students work up on the board. For those who haven't tried um, applications like OneNote and OneNote Class Notebooks, what what are we talking about here and and how can teachers really harness some of the great Microsoft applications in our digital one-to-one -one classrooms? Um, well, OneNote class notebooks basically take your physical binder, three-ring binder that um, you know students would maybe have for every class, and it digitizes it. So it's like having um, three-ring binders all in one program. And with class notebook, teachers are able to distribute material to their students um, and also review their work. And there, there are a whole lot of accessibility features and other yes. uh, really wonderful things um, immersive reader, um, which can help students who have, um, you know, uh, maybe some reading comprehension issues, but, uh, or some visual issues, um, or help a student check a paper by looking at, um, if they've used too many of the same adjectives, but anyway, it's, it's, it's so that it's, um, a program that kind of brings everything into one place. Our students absolutely love it. Many of them want to take it with them when they go. Now, if you're not in a Microsoft school, there's, of course, other great examples. For instance, I know many of my tech coaches in a Google school are using things like Google Classroom because right in front of you, you can pull everything up on the screen and you can see in real time what the students are doing. You can collaborate with them. You can see all the different work. It pulls up all the thumbnail images if you're doing things like graphic work. I always start off with my teachers of take advantage of the simple, basic, you know, building blocks of our classroom technology, the office suites, the Google suites, things like that. And then we can grab into, you know, maybe some of the audio and video. Now, one of your favorite ways to, to bring technology in is through Flipgrid, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Flipgrid is great. Um, it's great for collaboration. It's great um, if you just want to have a different way of assessing if students, um, you know, got the point of the lesson. Um, and it helps you hear from every student, not just the students who um, aren't shy. Um, and we've actually, we did something recently with some um, high school seniors where uh, I arranged some Skypes, some virtual field trips for our environmental science teacher. And then the students um, had a Flipgrid response to uh, talk about what they learned from that virtual field trip. And they all, all each of our classes had a different field trip. So then they could respond to each other uh, you know, one class responded to the other class to see uh, what they learned. Now, is Flipgrid easy to set up? I know many people are still on the fence of this. Maybe they're a Google school, but Flipgrid is now able to be used on Chromebooks. It's to be able to be used on mobile devices. It is an amazing application, and they're constantly filling it with new uh, new features. Oh, yeah, it's super easy. You can log in with a Google account or a Microsoft account. And uh, there's something called the Disco Library where you can actually see what other teachers have set up. And then you can copy it to your own grid and tweak it if you, you know, if, if you need to, if you want. Mm hmm. 
Now, one of the other things that we can do in addition to great audio and video tools is we can set up some really collaborative learning environments. One of my favorites is Padlet. Uh, you had also mentioned things like Edpuzzle. These are great you know, EdTech applications that allow you to not only create these collaborative learning spaces, but my favorite part, they're embeddable on things like Google Sites. They're embeddable onto Teams. They're embeddable into uh, any any learning management system, you guys said that you use Moodle. Mm -hmm. Things like these applications, I always start off with finding one or two, and then focusing on them with my you know with my teachers per grade level per department. Just ways that we can really deep dive into one application. I don't know about you. I find that a lot of tech coaches, you know, try twenty five applications in twenty five days, and that scares a lot of teachers. Yeah, you know, actually, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking um, recently when we first started our one to one program, we kind of took that avenue of, oh, my goodness, there's so many good things. Let's try like you said, 25 and 25 days. And it did. It's so overwhelming. And what happens is you kind of lose some of your sound teaching strategies because you're focused on the bright, shiny new technology. Yeah. And now we've actually, in the last few years, really been working on, let's stick to these solid teaching strategies and really be mindful of what technology we're bringing into our classrooms. You know, we, we've been talking a lot over the last you know, few months or so, all about tech coach newsletters and the importance of having a curriculum with our newsletter. We were actually talking about that last week at our mastermind meeting here, um, where so many times a tech coach focuses on one week on say Flipgrid, then the next week they're doing Padlet and the following week they're doing Dino and then the following week they're doing, find an application, take the teachers through a curriculum over the course of five or six or seven weeks and get them to see the value of, of an application because you know that first time you mention something to a teacher, they're probably not gonna deep dive into something, but maybe the fifth or sixth time you bring it up, then they're going to finally realize, oh, this is for me. This is something I can at least tiptoe and try into. And then, you know, with the help like an application like Dino, you can put it all together, have a great digital classroom. And then as a tech coach, you can learn how to push in. Right. Yeah. And something that's really helped um, us is, you know, we have our kind of our like I said, foundation of technology that we use. And um, we don't want to, we don't want to stifle anyone who's ready for that next step. So we started doing lunch and learns mm. where um, a teacher may share three minutes of something that they've used in their classroom that kind of may spark interest for those who want to move forward or um, those who don't can just have, you know, come in here uh, and see what great things their, their peer is doing. I wanted to ask you a question here about this whole technology integration thing, because this has been a topic in our mastermind. This has been a topic in a lot of our tech coach meetings, finding those little gems, finding those moments in a, in the interactions with a teacher that you can build on, right? A lot of times our teachers are timid. They're, they're not ready for a coach. They're not ready for another adult to be in the room helping out. But when you are in there, you find that one little gem how, as tech coaches, can we take those little special moments and explode them into what might be a culture of learning in their classrooms? Um, you know, I, I, one thing that I don't do is I, and, and part of it is because of my being a librarian and tech coach, 
is I'm not actually in their classrooms a lot. Um, I try to set things up where they come to the library. And one thing I do, for example, is with Skype in the classroom. I will go about setting it all up for them so that they can experience their first Skype without any pressure of what if the technology doesn't work. So they could bring their class to the library. I set it up. I do the Skype with them. And then that sparks something, like you said, a gem that can explode. And then I'll next time they want to Skype, maybe walk them through setting it up on their own to where eventually they can Skype anytime they want in their own classroom. Um, now, our instructional coach, she spends a lot of time in their in the classrooms with the teachers. Um, and so I'm sure she would have some stories to tell about, you know, how she handles that. But but that's what I do. I try to get them to come to me, make it super easy for them and then lead them to doing it on their own. And that is certainly one of those parts of that coaching model that we often talk about here of trying to figure out how we can, you know, I sometimes say overdo it the first time to show them how easy it is. And then slowly over time, you back off and you let them kind of fly on their own. And that is really, really important for tech coaches. Cause, and again, I find a lot of tech coaches, they, they want to help 100%. And if we help out 100%, then we're not giving them the ability to actually learn what's going on. And right. you had mentioned just to kind of circle around here at the beginning of the show, you had mentioned modeling. And when it comes to setting up a digital environment, when it comes to using this technology, modeling is really important. But there has to be at some point during the class that handoff, that tag team where you walk away or you step back and you let that teacher come up and, and, and shine. You let them, you know, stumble. You let them make mistakes. You, you support them how it is. And that's why it's important that as tech coaches, we're using this great technology, um, like the OneNote class notebook, the Padlets, the classrooms, the dinos, things like that, where we can absolutely be able to monitor what's going on and help out our students and our teachers all at the same time. Right. Um, I've actually had a teacher who, you know, the first times they distribute something in class notebook, they'll say, um, can I just come be in here with you while I do it? Mm. And I'm like, sure, absolutely. And you know what? If it doesn't all work, if not all of your students get what you distributed, there's always a workaround and we'll figure it out together. Absolutely. And we want to know what your stories are. These are topics that we talk about every single month in our mastermind meeting. We just had two great meetings talking about strategies that we use for tech integration. And you know what? Next month, we're going to be dealing with tech coach stories. Just like we're talking to Melanie today, we want to hear your stories. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast, we would love to have you guys on. We're going to be recording those episodes over the Thanksgiving holiday and a few, you know, a few days after that to get ready for our December shows. Reach out to us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. Let me know that you guys would like to be featured here on our show. We would certainly love to have you. Now, Melanie, just to wrap up here, as we go forward and as the calendar is about to change, there's a lot of great professional development that's out here. And I know that you know firsthand how great it is to be a part of the Microsoft education family. I got to ask, what does being an MIE mean to you as a tech coach? Uh, support and um learning. I mean, the Microsoft Educator Community website is phenomenal. There's so many courses on there. Um, I've learned a lot about 
class notebook, Flipgrid, 21st century learning, uh, through courses. They're all free. Uh, Skype in the classroom. There are courses on Skype in the classroom as well. And um, it's just so nice. That's what I love about the Microsoft community is that it's you can reach out to so many people and get help and the Microsoft people themselves. There are so many classes I'm looking here, and this is over at education.microsoft.com, of course. To be an MIE is free. You can register. You can sign up. You can you can apply to it. And there's some courses here on Mystery Skype, on collaboration, and a new one here I just saw on Wakelet. Have you have you, have you you joined the Wakelet wave, Melanie? I have. I have. It's how, awesome. How are you using Wakelet? I've been playing with it, but haven't quite fully dipped my second toe into the wave. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm new as well, um, but I've uh, put together a, a few, uh, kind of using it as a repository for certain articles. Um, actually, on our last Microsoft community call, um, a teacher shared how um, they were using it to put together a repository of media literacy articles um, to, to use with students because they can uh, easily share a wakelet with a student. And I also follow some people um, and they're, you know, you can follow people and see their wakelets and um, and use them as well. So I follow Mike Thofson, um with his uh, OneNote stuff. One of the things that I'm noticing on here is all of the courses on how to do coding. Of course, as tech coaches, we are heading into December, which is Hour of Code Month. And uh, check all that great stuff out. We're going to have the links in our show notes here at Episode 70, but over at education.microsoft.com. Join. What are we at? A couple hundred thousand MIEs at this point. Join the club. And, uh, and of course, once we come into the springtime, you can register to become an MIE expert. It has been a great opportunity. Mel, how, how many years have you been in the MIE family? I think this is my fifth or sixth. I'm thinking that's the same It was five or six years for us here. And of course, if you're looking for some great Microsoft uh resources you can go to teachercast.net forward slash microsoft edu that's teachercast.net forward slash microsoft edu we have hundreds of posts podcasts blog posts tutorials all those great things check it out today over on teachercast.net slash microsoft edu melanie i want to say thank you so much for your time today please come back on the show where can we learn more information about the great things that you're doing plug your social channels for us um, you can follow me on Twitter at M-A-C-L-E-J-E-U-N-E. -E. Um, and that's that's pretty much where I am is Twitter. It's it's such a great place for professional development. And, of course, you can check out all this stuff on this post over on Ask the Tech Coach, episode number 70. All of our links, all of our show notes. Check it out. Don't forget that Dino's offering a great uh, special over here for tech coaches. You can check it out. All of the links are going to be over on askthetechcoach.com. This is episode number 70. Don't forget, if you're looking to bring some great audio and video into your classroom, you've also got amazing resources over at podcastingwithstudents.com. And don't forget to check out our TeacherCast Mastermind. We've got some great specials coming up for Black Friday. Check it out over on teachercast.net slash mastermind. Well, we want to say one more time thank you to Melanie and for Dino for helping us make this show possible. On behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to the TeacherCast Educational Network, hosted by Jeff Bradbury. 
please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at TeacherCast or online at www.teachercast.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.